Hey, everybody. We get a lot of questions uh, being, you know, semi-professional amateur wannabe podcast hosts that uh, also run track events and do some racing. We get a lot of questions from uh, from everybody in the track community and uh, stuff like, you know, what's the best part for the job, how to put my car together, uh, how to route harnesses, uh, what should I buy, helmet, suit, uh, Nomex, uh, anything, stuff like that. Uh, when it comes to safety gear, very, very serious questions, and uh, we, uh, we want to give you guys good answers. Uh, we'll send you over to our buddies over at OG Racing. If you got a track car, or race car, like most of our listeners, you should check them out. They're the best in the safety business. Um, they're friendly staff, incredibly well-versed in the products and the installations of the parts they sell. And they can assist you in not only purchasing safety gear for your car, but also answering questions or using or installing these things correctly. Uh, harnesses, nets, suits, helmets, shoes, and driver gear aren't all they sell. They also carry a, a huge array of trackside gear and car parts, scales, fuel cells, uh, gauges, uh, stuff like that. So if you guys need anything, if you've got any questions, uh, give them a call. Uh, super helpful staff, uh, been, been easy to deal with uh, in our experience, and really, really, uh, really a lot of experience there. Uh, 25 years in business, and... Probably hundreds of years combined experience in their staff, uh, racers themselves, and they're here to help. So give them a call, 800-934-9112, or check them out on the web, ogracing.com, uh, 800-934-9112, or ogracing.com, and tell them Slip Angle sent you. There we go. Now I can hear Adam. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, I don't know if I can hear James. Yeah, I, can't, I can't hear him anymore. I can hear Chris and Adam, but I can't hear James. James isn't on the call for me, too. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. You can only have three people on the call at one time. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> that might actually be the case. Who knows? It works for a second, though. Yeah, it was fine in the beginning, and then I dropped, and then maybe we broke Facebook. Yeah, all of us were there for a split second. Uh-huh. I'm trying to add him back. This might just be an epic fail. Oh, is he there? Hello. Oh, hello. Are we all here? I hear him. Yep, Adam? I can hear both of you guys. Adam, are you there? I'm here, yeah. I can hear Adam. Can Can the Canadians hear Adam? Well, you yes, nice. I think well, we might be we might be solid for a little bit now. It Cross still your fingers. Says, it still says Adam's not in it. It says he's unreachable. I can hear him though. I know that's so weird. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you something to reach for. Wow. <laughs> so strange. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Facebook is equipped for all this silliness. It's pretty cool though that I can. I, and I just was checked and checked, checked the website. Facebook is one of the lowest amounts of data for uh, an audio call of anything. So that's why you wanted to use it. Well, and I didn't, and I don't have uh, Skype. I thought I had Skype on my phone, and I don't. Well, you can download it. I know, but <laughs> that uses data. Canadian, Canadian problems in the fucking states. How do you? Oh yeah, like that's Chris. right. That's right. You're you're international at the moment. I forgot about that. 
So how do you over here with an American number and shit? That's, got all that's the, the way you got to do it, man. You got to get a fucking American SIM and you know, super Chris, professional. Chris, you need to be in charge of this for me. <laughs> why, why don't you just stop at Walmart and just buy like a fifty dollar burner phone and then just take it with you when you go to the U.S.? That's what I did when I went to Grid Life. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's I that's all you a $50 need to do. AT and T SIM, and that's what I've been using ever since. That sounds so, like the best plan to me. Yeah, but I, then I would he, probably then do calls, that. Too. Then he calls you with really weird fucking phone numbers when you're in the <laughs> Yeah, drug it's it's drug dealer style, man. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Sometimes it's oh Philadelphia, God. sometimes it's California. You just never know what it's gonna be. That's so weird. <laughs> He's just training you to always pick the phone up. There you go. I always answer the phone. Our, uh, you do our, actually. You do. Are you I recording, Austin? Or no? Oh yeah, I've, I, I've been no. recording since uh, I don't know six minutes ago, six and a half minutes okay. ago. Well, I think I we're doing a lot. sneaky like that. I think you're allowed to swear on a podcast. Nobody censors us yet. So. No, but we're we're not actually allowed to be streamed into Canada anymore. What? Really? What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Trump, Trump built a wall and the signal won't go. <laughs> All the way up, 40,000 feet. That's trying right. To keep the, trying to keep us from flying in and out, too. Mm-hmm. In and what? In and out. Out? In and out, burger? In and out over the roof? Gosh. <laughs> so I was hanging out with some, some friends this weekend, and we're making fun of people for saying roof as as roof. And then one of them called me out, called me out, and said that I said roof. I don't think I did, though. Definitely don't say roof. I don't know, Jessica, did I say roof or did I say roof? Roof. I'm pretty sure I said roof. You guys are all saying it wrong. You're all saying it wrong. (laughs) But I think, like, Michigan Air... Oh, you know who else says roof? Is uh, Brian Gillespie. Yeah, he did, actually. I think... I think he was from Arizona his whole life too. Really? I thought he was no, I thought he was from Michigan originally because they had that place up there or whatever. Right? Yeah, that's, that's right. I think he is. I think he is, is Midwestern. Oh. Oh, is that just his wife? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I might be wrong. I'm not actually sure. So Adam and I have been yeah. meaning to record for the past couple of weeks. We've just been too busy. Yeah, life life is it's freaking crazy this week. I like today I was too stressed about everything. I didn't want to do anything. I bet you weren't as stressed as Chris Borsma was today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I, I guess we started a podcast like obviously minutes ago or something. Yeah, I'll just let it. Uh, I'll just let it go. This will be Friday we, show. Well, no, it's fine. We, let's, let's do it, man. We uh, we have uh, James Houghton and Chris Borsma. Where are you guys at right now? Uh, we're between Elmira, New York, and something. I don't know. We're on <laughs> I eighty six headed headed west towards I three ninety towards I ninety. Well, last last night I posted a picture on Instagram at like eleven o'clock, and then James starts messaging me, and it sounds, you know, and, and I'm getting the vibe that he's tired, and I'm like, dude, I'm I'm gonna be up for a while, hit me up, and like ten seconds later, James calls, and then we BS'd about racing for like an hour to keep him awake. <laughs> it was um, so nice, and uh, it's so delightful to talk to me. I know. <laughs> um, and so, um, so I said, "Well, you guys, you're gonna be driving home tomorrow, right?" And and there's like a whole gang of you, like four trucks in a row, because Chris and James aren't in the same truck, right? No, yeah, we're driving on our own. 
And uh, and so I said, well, it's, Austin and I are going to record tomorrow. Maybe call in. We'll see if it works. So uh, we're trying a Facebook Messenger call. And so if the quality is a little different, um, Skype sucks too. But uh, it, I apologize. On my end, I sound uh, I probably sound way better because I'm pr- I, I don't sound so nasally and terrible. Are you using <laughs> Are you using your computer, Adam? No, I'm not, I'm just on my phone. My oh, really? Doesn't like, it sounds It sounds like Facebook pretty dang good. Does it? Yeah. I've been working on my dulcet tones, baby. Going to that voice coach, huh? No, I'm, I'm finally over my, like, one-month cold, I think. <laughs> so. yeah, uh, did, uh, you guys were at the dyno today with Evan's tuning. How did it go? With, a bun- with like, a bunch of cars. Well, I'll let, I'll let Chris go first here because he had a few, uh, few little things. So you go first, Chris. Yeah, my day was... Uh, well, didn't go the way I hoped it would. We uh, we had uh, injectors that got shipped to us from uh, Injector Dynamics, and they sent the wrong hats. So we tried to kind of jerry-rig it this morning, at least so we could tune the car and then get it fixed before we leave for Atlanta, but it didn't work out. So Jim and I had to uh, drive down to New Jersey like an hour and a half to Tri-State Motorsports and uh, picked up a brand-new set of ID1700s. Jeez. And then drove all the way back to Evans, and then got the car on the dyno, and things were actually going pretty well. We made about 610 to the wheels, Ooh. and uh, 400 foot-pounds of torque. Man. Uh, and then just as he was starting to go back and clean up a little bit of the top-end stuff, all of a sudden, one pull, turbo was spooling 1,000 RPM later, and the next one was like 1,500 RPM later. We couldn't figure out what the heck was going on. We chased around for a while and then found out we had a wastegate that failed on us. So Really? Yeah. Did, uh, did the diaphragm tear or what happened? No, the for some reason the valve bent. I've never seen it before. Wow. The valve was actually bent and then it was basically catching inside and basically oh, yeah. sticking itself open. It's all that boost, man. Yeah, apparently. I mean, Dang. <laughs> all your boost belongs to us. That's right. all, all your blues and boost belongs to the atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. That, pipe. What, is that belongs to the screamer pipe. <laughs> was that a, a 44 mil tile or a teal? Yeah, or whatever you say? It was a 38 mil. We've always just kind of gotten away with a 38 mil. And, Ooh, uh, little cutie. Yeah, it's been in the car for three years. We've never had a problem. And uh, it's the first time it's ever let us down. So it's kind of disappointing. And we you were trying the, out. Sorry, got it. Do you think the tune is fine, or are you going to have to stop on the way back to Rhode Atlanta, or what? <laughs> no, Jeff thinks that everything's good. We're going to try to uh, hit the dyno locally and then send okay. him like, uh, a data log. But he says yeah. pretty much everything's okay. He just wants to make sure that the school is, is where it should be because we yeah. played around with a few things just because we weren't sure why it was doing that at first. So Yeah, that's really that, – that would be a hard-to-diagnose thing that I'm uh, – I'm sure even somebody like him probably hasn't seen that a lot. Yeah, and we like we weren't sure if we had like a boost leak somewhere or if the manifold had cracked or or cam gear you know. slipping. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of different variables. That's always kind of the worst things. You just kind of spend so much time, you know, knocking each one off sequentially and trying to figure out, you know, where your issues are. If, but, for uh, for people who don't know Chris, you have a what a, a 1.8 B series or is it a two liter B series turbo? Yeah, it's a 1.8 liter, 82 mil, um, good old B series. Pretty simple setup. It's worked pretty well for us. 
uh, Type R cams, like nothing really all that crazy. Yeah. Uh, we run a Turbo by Garrett uh, GTX 3076 on it. Turbo by Garrett, that's sweet. Turbo by Garrett. <laughs> Never heard of them. <laughs> Never heard of them. <laughs> um, the, the, the first memory I have of Chris is uh, he, he was going through the Tech Tower at uh, Gingerman last year. Um, and his dad uh, was standing by the garage door on his way out, and Chris's wing basically almost caught the garage door, uh, but Chris's dad was in between the wing and the garage door. Uh, and I think we, I think it was probably our nearest death experience at, uh, at a good life event, because literally that thing almost cut your dad in half, stabbed him between the garage door and the and the yeah, and the, the wing. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it, it looked like it hurt a lot. It, he was sore for a couple of days. He went on the drive home and was complaining about it. Yeah, it, did he? Did it hurt his ribs or uh, like where did, yeah, where did it grab yeah, him? Got him right in the ribs, like just above oh, the rib man. cage, and it was like it, got it. He left. He had a mark there for probably a good two weeks. Hit him right in the feels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Well, it's uh, how, how did uh, how did how did your tune go today, James? Did it go pretty well. So we've had so many little just weird issues here and there when we've gone down there. Sometimes just for no reason at all. Last year we were down on power at the beginning of the year, and there was just nothing wrong with the car, and it was just down a bit on power, down a lot on power actually, like 80 wheel, Holy and cow. nothing was really showing up. Later we diagnosed that we think maybe it was a a head gasket that was kind of le- leaking under heat and le- losing a little bit of boost or something because like, you know, leak down test was fine, like reasonable, um, compression test was fine. Everything was fine. It just wasn't making any power. And, uh, uh, we went back later in the season after we did a little freshening up and, uh, and, and the power seemed to be good. So hmm. it was kind of weird. Um, so we made a couple of changes. We made 565 last year and consistently about 560 on the dyno. But after Mid-Ohio, we noticed we were getting a lot of heat soak and that we were getting crazy high IATs, like almost 200 degree Fahrenheit IATs on a relatively cool day. We saw 177 when it was, the ambient was like 65. That is so, so we were very, hot. Yeah. yeah, we were super concerned about that. Uh, yeah, so we you, got you're talking big, about Crude Life Mid-Ohio a few weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. So it was we, cold. Uh, like, it was 60, 65, yeah. Yeah, even when it was, like, 40, it was, like, 140 IITs. So we were, cons- we were concerned about that. We were only realizing that we had a problem because uh, we've got the new, uh, the new race pack dash in there, and we're logging everything now, and it's like, oh, man, look at this number. This is crazy. So... Um, yeah, that's really, really hot for IATs. That's like, uh, I'm surprised you weren't getting detonation problems and stuff. Yeah. Please say a command. Oh, sorry about that, guys. If <laughs> <laughs> I say a device name like phone or USB, Cancel. you can also say an application or main menu. Say a command. Perfect. Cancel. Does not Canceling. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> this podcast is going to be awesome. I'm so excited to hear it. <laughs> I'm surprised. So, yeah. so after having all these, you know, all these issues, so we knew we needed to go to a bigger. Um, we knew we needed to go to a bigger uh, intercooler core. So Chris ordered us uh, a Garrett uh, 10 by 24 by three and a half, which is the same core that he uses on his car. And his IATs at Button Willow when it was like 80 degrees at Superlot Battle were like 105, and I was like, I need that in my life. 
Yeah. Uh, but then I was talking to Oscar Jackson Sr., and he was a little bit nervous about the pressure drop that we might see uh, and, and, you know, what kind of horsepower that might cost us. Um, so I was kind of nervous after I chatted with him, but he's like, you know, test it. He's like, you got to see what what is what is going to be the gain, what is going to be the loss, and where is the happy place going to be. So we've seen 20 pounds, a little over 20 pounds sometimes before. Mm-hmm. Today we only saw a peak of like between 18 and 18 and a half pounds, uh, but that thing that thing made 598 wheel horsepower today, wow. and it made 590 wheel horsepower on its first of two full power poles. It was there wasn't too much to tune because it was just an intercooler change and a fuel change. We switched to uh, Ignite Racing Fuel, their uh, their Ignite Red uh, E85 blend, mm-hmm. and. Uh, he did kind of one partial kind of halfway up thing to figure out what it needed to do. And Jeff is just so good and so quick with this stuff. He just knows what it needs. And uh, he made a few adjustments after aborting the first pull. Uh, first full power, you know, full power pull all the way to, to red line. He made 590. He made a couple little changes. He did another pull, did 598. He did all the partial throttle stuff. And we were one hour on the dyno. So that was... Uh, yes. That was beautiful. I, and, and I felt bad because some of the other guys had, you know, with Chris and uh, and one of the other guys that was there with us today had issues. And I felt like, you know, I felt like a bad guy because mine was just like on, surpassed our goals, off again. And it's like everyone else was having some <laughs> tough times. But, you know, we've had lots of tough times with ours as well. So it, I guess, it, you know, it all just uh, well, everyone if, has if you guys a good luck had... one day. If you all had tough times, like the day doesn't end. It, those are bad days at the dyno. So. Yeah, yeah. So we're. I'm really excited. We talked to Jeff about those uh, those IATs, and he said on a hotter day, he says you could lose a hundred wheel horsepower from that. Oh, I believe and that. And I'm like, yeah. wow. So we had you know 560 before, so we were probably only in the fours, and now we made 598. He's like, you're not gonna lose any of that because this this intercooler is so big. You're not gonna have you know you're not gonna have any. Uh, any heat so problems do you do you think you're going to have any kind of temperature problems with having more intercooler in front of the radiator or no because i noticed uh, you had a small radiator your radiator is not that thick yeah it's not that thick but that's uh we got that uh, radiator from cnr we had a bell before the yeah. bell was twice as thick cnr right away said your intercooler your rad's too thick they say you can't get the air to move across it fast enough and that's why you're having issues and we went hmm. to that cnr thinner rad and it cooled way better than the uh, way better than the bell did. Um, the bell was good too. I, I you know, it just uh, I talked to them and uh, and they said that you know we think that we have something here that can work better for you. Hmm. So um, that that's uh, that's that's that. We're gonna we're gonna do a lot better job of our ducting between. Did we just lose James? Oh, I'm back. I'm back. He's Sorry back. about that. He's back. You're ducting. You're ducting. Yeah, so the ducting, we're going to duct everything from the back of the intercooler to the rad. And then we have two holes that are just above the intercooler opening. And we're going to duct those completely to, the, completely to the rad as well. So I think when we improve the ducting, um, yeah. it'll make up for blocking a slightly bigger hole in front of the rad. Cool. So I'm, I'm really excited, you know, to have at... At Evans last year, or at, at Road Atlanta, at Global Time Attack Road Atlanta last year, was when we had the missing horsepower and we had like 495 to the wheels. 
plus we were getting high IATs on top of that. So we might have only been really using 450 wheel last year when we did our one. So, and now if we make, you know, 150 wheel more and we've made a, a, you know, a ton of other changes to the car that have made it so much better, it's really exciting to think what we might be able to do. Nice, nice. Very cool. That'll be so exciting. We'll, uh, yeah, I'm super pumped. Uh, Austin, how's everything sounding in your end over there? Sounding all right. I think somebody, I think Chris might have just popped back in, and we're getting a little bit of wind noise now, but. Yeah, back. This is, a, this is an experiment. But I think it's going fine. Yeah, it's not going too bad. How uh, how was your weekend, Austin? Uh, you uh, you had a weekend off, but the weekend before you had a Speed Ventures weekend, right? Yeah, so I was out at Spring Mountain two weekends ago, um, working and, and helping run an event for Speed Ventures out there. Which awesome track, by the way, was very impressed by the facilities. Yeah, where where is that? That's near Vegas, right? Yeah, it's like an hour outside of Vegas, but it also Did took you... me. I had to drive like seventy five miles through the desert. Yeah. Did you take the van or no? Oh uh, yeah, I took the van uh, through nice. the desert without air conditioning, so that was oh, interesting. Nice. <laughs> so did that, um, and then came back the next weekend and spent more money, bought a new motorcycle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did, did you get rid of your TDI uh, right away? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually. So the Monday after Spring Mountain. Um, yeah. is when I actually returned the TDI to Volkswagen. Sad day, yeah. but also slightly happy day because I made some money. Yeah, and then you bought a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, I, I sold it Monday, and I bought the bike on Wednesday. Yeah, I love that. How, uh, how is the bike? Is it uh, You went riding the, uh, the other day with uh, Mark from iBike, didn't you? Yeah, yesterday, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, we went up into, like, the canyons and stuff, and... Uh, Canyons, 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 and had a canyons, good time. Canyons. That's cool. So it it was really weird though. So one of my neighbors has a motorcycle, and I've always been like, "Oh man, we should go ride." And we finally did yesterday, and we met up with with uh, Mark, and we went and drove around, like rode around up in Malibu and everything. And then we go back to Venice, and Mark is loading his his truck or his his motorcycle into his truck. And my neighbor's like, you know what? I think I've been to this house before. Turns out the guy that Mark lived with from Cincinnati works with my neighbor. That's weird. Or worked at one what point. A small world. Yeah, super small world. And we'd been hanging out like all day. Yeah. So and I think, <laughs> didn't I? I sent you that picture of Mark on the back of my bike, right? Yeah, it looked very romantic. Yeah, very romantic. Nuts to butts, dude. That's right, man. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that picture on uh, on what was it Facebook or whatever, and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm looking at here. Who's, who's riding on the back? Of who's the who's here? who? I can't tell. They both have awesome hair. Yeah, yeah very cool. <laughs> yeah, very, so, very nice. Yeah. Life's two, been two weird, the, man. Two out of the three of our are uh, good hair track buddies. Life's been weird. Uh, today, actually, I went uh, paddleboarding with Andy Hope, formerly of Sport Compact Car. Yeah. So, I think he was the first Honda Challenge national champion, too, wasn't he? Was he? I don't even know. Or one of them. He won early on with a B16 CRX. So. Interesting. Like back when Honda Challenge was like a brand new thing. Huh. But yeah, that uh, his CRX, you sent me a picture of that thing the other day. Um, the, the, the Track Monsters CRX? Yep. Circuit. Uh, Circuit Monsters. Circuit Monsters, I mean. Yeah. Where, where is that thing at? Is it in... I am not at liberty to say. I mean, he still has it, right? Yeah, he still has it. 
It's somewhere around the L.A. area, but other than that, I am not at liberty to discuss where it is located. It, it's one of my favorite cars. I, I, I've looked at so many pictures of that thing. I just love that CRX. It's so great. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really cool seeing it because I'd seen it on, you know, pretty much like in the magazines and stuff back in the day. Yeah, and a bunch of advertisements, and, you know, it, it, it's been, uh, it, it made some rounds probably like five, six years ago. But I, I love that livery. That's just such a cool livery. Yeah. I think they did, him, him and Brian did a, Brian from Hasport built a, a prelude with that same livery, I think, didn't they? Um, I don't know if it was a prelude. Um, I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, it was. It was, it was the older SRV style prelude. That car was cool. I remember okay. That one. Yeah, I think, I think it was. It had a K Series turbo in it, maybe? I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that uh, I I love that uh, that livery. It's just so cool. That was that's the main reason I made my car tan was that tan livery. I love how tan looked on a CRX. Austin, are you not at liberty to say about where it is because people don't, uh, or he doesn't want someone to steal it, or is it because it's getting work done in probably sort of a transition stage? Probably more of the first one. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. He was like, he was like, don't post any pictures anywhere, and definitely make sure that it's not geocached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, so, is he going to do anything with that car again? Or no? Uh, I think so. Or I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he he bought a Porsche and now works at the Porsche facility here in L.A. Man, all you guys work at the Porsche Center. Hey, man, just anybody who's anybody out here. I, I was talking to Oscar Jackson Jr. the other day. I, I've, I've had a couple of buddies asking me about roll cages, uh, and somebody was like, uh, actually, Brian Gong, uh, the guy who's doing a K-series swap in one, um, he, he texts me, and he wants a cage in an FRS. Um, and I'm like, I don't know anything about FRSs or BRZs, but I know somebody who does. And so I texted <laughs> Oscar, and, and Oscar called me, and he was on the way to the Button Willow Majors. Yeah, which he, he won both races, by the way. Yeah, he well, he is the reigning national champ. I hope he wins something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so he tell he's talk. We're talking about roll cages and stuff, and then he he's talking about Porsche experience, and, and then like all the, all you dudes freaking work there. There's so many people there, <laughs> and and really, there's not really that many people that actually work there. It's actually a pretty I I, slim I, crew. I know of like five people that work there, which is weird to me. So it is it is a pretty pretty awesome job. Not gonna lie. Are, are you you're spending more and more time there now, aren't you? Yeah, uh, when I'm not traveling, like tomorrow yeah. I'm flying to Atlanta. Yeah. So I actually I have to miss our Grid Life event at Road America this weekend. It'll be it'll be a simple one. We'll get it done. So I know I just wanted to make it to all of the events this year. Yeah, uh, it, 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 it's a basically it's five you know five session track day, but uh, I'm I'm excited to drive the place. I've never actually been on that track. Um, it, uh, it, I'm, I'm actually a little nervous too. So it's, uh, um, it's, it's pretty big. Yeah. It's big and fast. And my, I don't know. I just feel like, I, I feel like I'm going to get lost in the, in the speed, in the straightaways. Cause I'll, I'll forget where I'm at. Hey, Chris or, or James, have either of you been to road America before? Uh, we have not. Okay. Have not. What about road? What about road Canada? Need <laughs> <laughs> <Me and> Mossport. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that place is sort of like Road Canada. That's like the track, man. Pretty much. It's, it's an amazing place. It's, you know, there's it looks so much so history there. They ran Formula One there. They ran Can-Am there. They ran Trans-Am there. Like, they ran all the cool stuff there. 
They ran I, IndyCar I, there, I think, even at, you know back in the day. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm fascinated by Can-Am, man. That was some awesome stuff. I, I, I those are some of the, it's some of the coolest, some of the coolest racing of all time. I was just reading something about the other day, just unlimited, basically. Like here, here's sort of the rules. Like build the wildest cars you can, and uh, yeah, it, oh, such such a cool series. I wish I wish something like that was around the, uh, nowadays. It's well, like unlimited really time attack. Is. Yeah, unlimited time attack. Yeah, we need to yeah, make it wheel the wheel. Yeah, we need to, we need them to do forty minute sprint races. Is what we need to do. We need, hill, we need like Hillborn injection V eights like five hundred. I was just gonna say that we need more V eights in unlimited yeah, class time attack. V eights with like two foot tall uh, throttle bodies coming out the top of them. I like that. I like uh, that you, a lot. You, you guys are going down to another big track. What is it this weekend? Road Atlanta. Uh, not till next weekend. So we're gonna oh, leave weekend. Tuesday uh, to get there Wednesday night and practices on thursday and then the event will be on friday and saturday okay i thought that was this weekend for some reason yeah so chris and i are hoping to crush some uh crush some records down there it's uh it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a good time i think we've been you know both of us have been working hard on the cars trying to get them you know they were both very good at the end of last season but just trying to build off of uh off of what we had there how, how is uh, how's the global time attack field done at uh road atlanta is it a pretty big field uh, it's going to be a big field, but uh, there was a there was a few more of, of uh, a few more really good cars in Unlimited last year. There's going to be a few less. Like the Unlimited all-wheel drive field was just absolutely crazy last year. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be quite as crazy this year as last year, but uh, it's definitely going to be uh, a big event, and uh, you know, definitely looking forward to it. More, you know, with Time Attack, it doesn't really matter always who's in the you know how many cars are in the field. It's just like who's going to you know who's going for the record, right? Yeah. So Chris what, is going to try to take my limited front wheel tire <laughs> record. And well, what sure tires are you on? What tires is Chris on? I'm running the RE71s. Oh, jeez. Which is, yeah, really weird because, I mean, technically you can run 100 treadwear, but I haven't found a 100 treadwear tire yet that's faster than an RE71. What, what width do you have on that? Uh, 285s in the front, and then on 225s in the rear. And we Jeez. run a stagger setup, so it's like 18s in the front, 17s in the rear. That's so awesome. I love that. The, are, are you coming to Grid Life Midwest, uh, Chris? I think we just lost him. Whoop. Oh, I don't hear <laughs> But he is, he is coming. We're both coming to Grid Life cool. Midwest. You can chop his dad in half in the tech shed. <laughs> I'm like really looking forward to Grid Life Midwest this year. I just think that that's going to be, uh, I think that's going to be a really great time. It was fun last year, but a little nerve wracking when you go. You know, everyone was really friendly, but it's just a little nervous going to an event and you know a group of guys you've never, you've never raced with before, never hung out with before. But everyone was so welcoming that uh, going into it this year, I'm just like way more excited. Yeah, now you got a bunch of buddies, and now now we're all now we're all BFFs forever. You bet. Um, can't wait that's coming up you, quick too yeah it's like five weeks away that's i hate that when people sucks. remind me how close these events are i'm actually i, I think i'm so busy much. i'm busy every weekend leading up to that too yeah i'm, I'm stressed about it like i'm really stressed about it <laughs> i i had a meeting with chris today for lunch i was working up near him and so uh, so we went and got lunch and there's so many things to do it's it's borderline ridiculous but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of big drifters coming like all the big drifters are coming this year 
Do you think um, that Ryan, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name with the FRS, Turk, Turek or whatever? Turek. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah Will he be bringing the, the Ferrari powered one, do you think? Or what car is he going to bring? I, I don't know. I didn't even ask Chris about that. I asked him about it a while ago, and he said that he had talked to him about it. But I think that car, what, that was like right after SEMA, and the car was like usable, but like it it was more of like a let's make a video toy uh, at the time. Because they had it out testing at Rota, uh, or uh, I don't know, testing or just, you know, for fun at uh, at Orlando this past weekend. And it looked like it was doing cool things to me and making some pretty amazing sounds. Oh, I would love to see that thing in person, man. Oh, I would. I, yeah, that, you know, a Ferrari motor sideways with, like, smoke billowing out of the quarters. Like, that sounds like a fun time. I wonder what the longevity yep. is of one of those motors. <laughs> I, I think it's a stock. It's a stock motor, right? Just, uh, just with different trans, obviously. Like bouncing probably. off the rev limiter for like minutes on end. Oh, it'd probably be fine if you keep it cool, right? <laughs> notorious, notorious Italian reliability, right? <laughs> I mean, parts parts for those things are really easy to get too. I mean, you break in the middle of an event; it's not a big deal. You can run down huh. to your local AutoZone. Yeah, you just go to the, the local advanced pep zone, and it's not a problem, dude. Yeah, it's no cool. big deal at all. Yeah. Um, the I, I think, like, a lot of the things that they did to that car were, you know, probably beneficial, like getting rid of, uh, like putting a standalone in it and, you know, custom dry sump and stuff. But I want to see that thing in person. Yeah. Uh, Falcon's going to be bringing out a bunch of, uh, like, old Formula Drift cars also. And uh, and like some of the bigger, some, uh, like one of the biggest drift guys in the in the world is coming with them. Um, uh, Are it, you it, you're not at liberty to say? I I don't know what I'm allowed to say. It's not been announced, <laughs> but but you've raced against him, so. Oh, very fun. <laughs> I, I think tell you have. Put, tell him to put that spoon car in the trailer at the same time. Yeah, I think it's yeah. that guy. Man, <laughs> this event's gonna be one to die for. Yeah. yeah, that's that guy. It's gonna be awesome. No, it it'll be really cool. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. No, I, I need to quit my. Them load that car up and bring. Oh, sorry about the GPS. <laughs> I love how it's in kilometers. It just likes it likes to talk to you and keep you company while you're driving. I mean, it keeps you awake a little bit, right? It's it tiring yeah. out here. Somebody's gotta. I'm I'm a bit let down that she doesn't have a Canadian accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't choose the accent in this one. Keep left onto route 15. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to do it one more time before I make the turn here. I know it is. No, that's fine. That's fine. It, it, it like adds it to the authenticity. <laughs> yeah. the, the authenticity. It's, it's late, too. It's like uh, midnight where you're at, right? Yeah, yeah 1230. But yeah, it'd be midnight uh, 30 there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's current, uh, t- you know, current uh, whatever. ETA uh, time. ETA is uh, four thirty in the morning to home. Jeez. So that'll be nice. Four thirty in the morning is a nice time to arrive home. Do you have to get up in the morning for work or no? Oh yeah. Oh no. It's like it's like Adam after uh, grid life in Mid Ohio. Oh, that sucked, man. And, and it, Chris it, has to a... drop his car off at Rap and then go to work at uh, at the Waterloo office of his company. It. it... <laughs> driving through the whole night like that and then having to go to work those are literally the it's the worst thing you can do for your mind soul and everything body like but, it, but it wrecks Chris everything six, 
Chris making 610 wheel horsepower is pretty good for the mind, soul, and body. Yeah, that, that would help a little bit. That's that's better than putting your wall, your car into the wall or getting smashed or something. But and then true. having to go to work. That's yeah, and true. then having to yeah, and then having to figure out like where to put it so people won't steal parts off of it uh, at <laughs> 3 a.m. or whatever. Uh, that those are my least favorite days at work. They're so bad. Yeah, it's so bad. What, uh, uh, James, what did you think of uh, Mid-Ohio, by the way? We haven't talked to you on the show since then. Oh, yeah, that was just us talking last night on, uh, on the yeah, phone. Yeah, we, we, didn't re- we didn't record that. <laughs> Mid-Ohio is my new favorite track. Is it really? Yeah, and I've ran, I've ran quite a few. You know, I've ran uh, Bot Willow, Road Atlanta, VIR, Walking Glen, uh, Mossport. You know, I've ran a lot, a lot of good tracks. There's something about that place... I don't know if it's just that it works really well with my car or what it is, but I just love the way that track feels. I love that it, I feel like it drives like a big fast track, just a little tiny bit slower and a, a little tiny bit less dangerous feeling. I think it's pretty dangerous still, but. Well, don't tell me that. I just, I, that's how I feel in my head and let me be like that. So I no, can that's fine. That's fine. But <laughs> I, I can't believe how fast you went your first time there. <laughs> it's so nuts you, you, it's it's i was listening back to that show and find out that we were you know not not you know not that ideal of a setup like i think that we went back with our our you know our new arrow changes that we're making and yeah. uh you know in the car working better power wise i think we'd probably do 24s the next time we're there uh, that's what uh didn't what did ross bentley say that you probably could do ross if, if bentley, you know he said i probably could do a 22 but uh, probably. I'd like to see him look at my 26 one lap, which there is no video of. I'd love to see him see my 26 one lap and see if he thinks there's four seconds to go after that. Because I feel like the 27 nine lap that was posted doesn't look that crazy. But, yeah. you know, in my mind, even though there's no video of it, I feel like the 26 one lap was like, felt like I was really on the edge, especially through turn one with almost no braking for turn one. Just yeah. kind of using turn one, just kind of scrubbing speed off as I went in. Um, felt like there wasn't that much on the table, but who knows? I didn't really think the 26-1 was on the table, and I did it. So, what, uh, Austin, do you know what IndyCars run there? Uh, I don't. I can find out real quick, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm not actually sure. I know it's obviously faster than that, but I don't think it's that much faster. I know, uh, like, NASCAR, the Nationwide Series run there, and their track record is in the 24s. Yeah. And I believe the Trans Am TA1 record is in the 22s. Okay. Yeah, I think Indy so, cars are like 110s maybe. I can't remember. Looks like uh, last year. Where's it sub minute? Will Power, 1 minute, 3.870 seconds. That's so fast. Indy cars are cool. Indy cars are so fast. So different. I guess when turn look- one is like a non-event in an, in an Indy car. That must um, be frightening. They had like just... Oh, sorry. It wasn't willpower. It was Simon Pagano. Okay. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't read the full article. (laughs) I was just skimming. Well, you are, you are doing something. You're recording a podcast with, with some crazy Canadian geese. So (laughs) what what time do you guys leave uh, Evans tuning? You know, 845 PM. (laughs) So you've been, you've already been driving for like five hours. No, no, uh, four, four hours. About four hours, we stopped yeah. For, yeah. Stopped for a half an hour for food and, uh, and fuel. 
Well, we also almost drove through a tornado, so that, you know, that we had to pull over for a little bit for that. So. Very exciting. Apparently, a tornado touched down 15 minutes north of where we fueled, and then we drove right through there, but we didn't really see anything. You know, we just kind of hoped for the best, and we're like, well, if we get hit by a tornado at the gap, how much different can it really be? I don't really want to get, you know, in a tornado at a gas station. thing might blow up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really want to get in a tornado and, uh, at all, the dude. The power was all out at the entire service center. And they had a generator. The guy said at the, we had, you know, we ate at the Burger King. And the guy at the Burger King said they have a generator the size of a 53-foot trailer. Wow. They had to power the whole place. Wow. It's a pretty serious generator. I was shocked by that. I'd never seen or heard. Yeah, I've never seen or heard anything like that before. Hmm. That's like a, like a, a, like a service center off the highway? Like yeah, a restaurant? Yeah, like it was, yeah, like a, well, like a truck stop or whatever. Yeah. So like okay. the whole truck stop, you know, every aspect of it, we didn't even know the power was out. He's like, look at the place across the street. And it was, you know, <laughs> it was all pitch black, but that's this crazy. place was, uh, was ready to rock. I'm like, man, that's a lot of power to, uh, to keep everything going like that. How bad was the weather? Did it seem like you were driving into bad weather or did it just kind of skirt you and miss you? The we rain was just absolutely fl- like flooding on the highway practically. Yeah. Oof. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. What were you gonna say? Uh, Evans warned us before we left too that we were driving. They were they were calling for tornadoes in the northern part of Pennsylvania, and sure enough, we drove right into it. it was, did you guys ask? Uh, did, did, uh, I just just I just uh, thought about last night. We talked about the the EPA stuff that Evans is dealing with. Yeah, did you guys talk to him about that. I was at about all, to or? bring that up. He doesn't sound. Uh, he didn't want to go kind of too into detail of it. It sounds like he's, uh, you know, pretty upset about it. There's there's a million tuners out there. You know, why, why you know, try to ruin just one's life, right? Yeah. Like, for a, for a guy like that, you know, he's not, a, he's, not a, he's not a rich guy. He's just a normal kind of, you know, go to work, tune, a, tune some cars, a hardworking guy, right? A right. um, million dollars will break someone like that. You know, I can't imagine, you know, if someone told me tomorrow, you have, you have to pay a million dollars for something. I think like, what you, like, I will never be able to pay for that. Yeah. So I hope uh, I, I, you know, I give them my, my best positive vibes I can and, and hope that uh, they figure out a way, you know, around this or, or whatever they can do, because uh, that's real tough. And yeah. they've made him, pers- apparently I've heard they've made not only the business but if he closes the business, they've you know they've added in the in the thing that he's personally liable for it as well for the fine. Yeah, it's so disgusting. I, I, I don't know how I don't know how you deal with that other than like crowdsourcing or something, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a that's a tough deal. So hopefully, you, did, uh, you just get indebted forever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm really curious where it goes. It, it seems for it's, cash only. It, <laughs> seriously, I, I only made ten thousand last year. You just have to take what you can get. Uh, it, it seems like such a. It seems like they're trying to make such a BS example out of the one guy, and I don't know where to go. We'll see where it goes. I, it's disgusting. But, well, I'm glad well, he's still working. Happened, that's that's cool. like that with Cobb. I think you were saying, Chris. Yeah, they, Chris, they went did after you say Cobb. Something like that last, happened with Cobb. Yeah, last year they went after Cobb tuning, and then. Uh, they raided the offices and, and you know, basically same same idea. They were going to charge them with like $10 million in fines or something like that. 
And then I don't know if cop fought them or what, but they eventually wound up going away. So I don't know if it's like a scare tactic that they use or what, but kind of, kind of despicable, right? I mean, it's not really, I, I, I don't understand it, especially going after a small tutor like that. It just seems, you know. And, and, and most of it is like, it seems like it'd be unenforceable to see like, like your cars, your cars don't drive on the road. No. Um, and it'd be like unenforceable to see where those parts that he sold and the people that he tuned, like where do those cars get used? And, um, but yeah. Well, and how do know. you know, like when, when Jeff tuned my, uh, my Integra when it was still a street car, that thing ran like super clean and got crazy good fuel mileage. So what's the problem in that case? Like you're allowed to, you're allowed to make changes like in Ontario. Anyways, you can make a change to something like that. As long as it still passes his emissions test. So yeah. if he's making it cleaner, why are you ruining his life? Like, yeah, it's, it's you know, very weird. almost all the time, I would say that anytime he plugs a laptop into a car, he's making it for sure better than it would be from the factory. Yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't make a lot of sense in uh, in in the eyes of people like us. But uh, the grand scheme, what they're trying to accomplish, I don't know. Um, I think of uh, Cody, Cody Loveland has said that he thinks that uh, tuning, um, you know, if the EPA continues down the road that they, you know, they wanted to, tuning is you know, potentially going away. So maybe we all need to build uh, uh, tube chassis cars, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> which I'm fine with. I, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. <laughs> oh, speaking. I got a few. Uh, I got a few more lap times I want to post before I build a tube chassis car. I could. I could yeah. do it in the future, but we gotta. We gotta set a few more times here first before that happens. I'm, uh, I'm 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 currently super interested in tube chassis cars. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, since the last time we've recorded, you actually now have your own tube chassis car. Sort of, yeah. It uh, it's in my garage at least, in my in my shop. Holy shit! A deer um, just ran across, r- ran beside the road. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Yeah, did he miss it, Chris? Yeah, there was a deer like right at the side of the road. Oh, God. Uh, I would hope he missed it. Otherwise, we, we would hear it. <laughs> there would have been a really loud obscenity yelp. Oh, you just hear Chris go, ah, 10 points. Yeah. <laughs> it would only add to the quality of the podcast, but yeah. uh, it would be a bad, bad night for you. Sorry, so continue about the, the tube chassis. I, oh, I like yeah. hearing about this stuff. The the uh, I basically have that that Lotus Seven replica thinger in my possession now. Uh, I traded the uh, I traded traded Gingerman some stuff and I and I still owe him some labor and stuff on their buildings. But um, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. It uh, it needs to be completely gone through. Like it's it's old, but I think it's like only been used like two to four weekends. Like it's hard to tell. Um, since new? Since '94, yeah. So. Oh wow. So can it be a streetcar? Uh, not really. It's uh, it looks like a it looks like a little pro, like an old little prototype. Um, oh, so not like a, not like a Caterham Seven. No, whatever, the the chassis is basically you know it it was built by Fraser Cars of New Zealand, um, who builds like really really nice. Uh, uh, it's their Clubman car. Um, it's like a Lotus Seven replica, um, but uh, really really nice. Uh, cars like they, they're one of the the more wide, uh, highly regarded uh, replica replica Lotus 7s but uh, this thing is like straight race car um, it's got a full body on it too it's it's yeah, almost it's the only what, like, one I've ever the only like, one I could find on Google images that looks anything like it it's like spec um, racer Ford size 
Yeah, it's like a pretty Spec Racer Ford. Yeah. Like, Spec Racer Fords are, like, they're cool looking from, like, four angles. This thing is, like, cool looking from all the angles. Um, I wonder if uh, that, that car would be pretty cheap on uh, on consumables and stuff like that, too. It, it seems think. like it would be. It's probably only, like, a little over 1,000 pounds. Uh, it's got big Woolwoods all around. Um, it, I it can just run got, on... I, oh, sorry, continue. Uh, I, I was going to say I could run on Spec Miata tires, so, like, those are cheap. Um I just got a really good idea for grid life. What's that? Spec car challenge. You break it, like you a, bought it. Oh, everybody! Everybody uh, wails on my on my little tiny car. Or what? Wouldn't that be amazing? Well, then I got to deal with this. <laughs> it, it's it probably, like a pretty raw deal. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a terrible idea from from my wrenching perspective, but. <laughs> I think, if, uh, if it's, I think that's James' way of just saying he wants to drive the car. I just well, want to drive it. I just want to drive it. I want to drive all the things, Adam. Uh, I got to move one one little bar on the dash because there's like uh, basically the dash bar that like uh, that goes it supports the gauges almost. Um, there's there's like one inch tube everywhere, and the dash bar is right in the weird in a weird spot for my knees. So if I sit a certain way, it's okay. But if I don't, like my knee is like on that dash bar. Um, but other than that, I fit okay in it. Um, uh, and it, it it fired right up, but ran and drive ran and drove fine, and it's right hand drive, which is kind of cool. But what motor? Um, uh, it's a it's a Toyota 4AG with a twin Weber, I think 40 mil carbs, uh, twin DCOEs, um, and uh, it's I think it's got a T50 trans. Basically, it's AE86 drivetrain, but it's dry sump, and it sounds like it's high compression and big cam. This car um, sounds like it would be really fast at Gingerman. I think it would probably be like uh, you know sub 130, probably 132, 131s maybe. But I, if it's if it could ever be sorted, who knows? But we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Well, the main the main reason I wanted to do something with it was uh, um, as like a potential show car for the all the shows that that we do with Grid Life, um, and, and it, it it's very eye catching. Um, so it'll, we'll probably Chris wants to wrap it in some sort of livery, and we'll do something with it. So, uh, but I'm definitely driving it. That sounds so cool. Yeah. It sounds it it, actually, it it literally sounds cool too. It's got a big old lope to it, like bump 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 when it warms up. It's really, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I want to drive it. The dry. <laughs> I, I I gotta like figure out how to change the oil on a dry sump. I've never done a dry sump car before. But. Are you gonna case swap it? Isn't it like? Isn't it like that uh, SRT4 video or that happened years ago? You just take the drain plug out and run it until the oil light comes on? Uh, I don't put think the, that's how you do any of that. Put the, put the plug back in and fill it up with oil. That's what the one guy said. He couldn't find the uh, couldn't find the oil filter, so he just started started this SRT4 up and ran it until it went dry and, uh, you know, put, shut her down, put a new filter on and filled her is up. Is that really a go. video somebody made? <laughs> yeah, it sure is. I saw it it's oh, that's years so ago. It's like probably eight or ten years ago like early youtube days and uh but that was just hilarious oh it's so terrible those things it sounds those like things... about this sounds like about the way you do it on a dry sump i don't know i i didn't i don't think srt4 needed any help dying faster it's <laughs> <laughs> hard we oh, talked man. about case swapping it but i don't know if there's any room in there um i think it needs a super bike motor if it needs anything that x4 would be cool yeah a what? A ZX14. Oh, sorry. ZX14. <laughs> Zed sounds way more aggressive and cool than It ZX really does. Story. It really does. Yeah, it, I agree with you there. It does sound way cooler. It sounds way more educated, too. 
do you guys do you guys say like two forty? Do you say two forty Z or do you say two forty Z? Do you really? No, I say two forty Z. I say I say two forty Z. For the Z you, for the Z cars, it just sounds better Z, not Z. No, Z Z cars. Z three fifty. It's a Z three fifty. Adam, you can adopt Chris. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking for any more children, dude. I got one, and she's taking all my money, man. <laughs> I promise you, Chris is more expensive than she is. Yeah. <laughs> But he also has a 600 horsepower Civic, so that's cool. Yeah. Hey man, Emma could have a 600 horsepower Civic. That that thing. Yeah. Sounds like something good that you could shoot for to build. Uh, I don't know, man. I think I'm done with Hondas. I mean, if this. if you're not building it for you and you're building it for her, it's justifiable, and Sarah might let you get away with it. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> Adam, you can't say you're done with Hondas. You were you were building the GF to the CRX to sell, and well, building I was. the Red EF. But now, you, now you're building them both to keep. But you, right, well, you're, saying yeah. that you're saying that you're going to get out of Hondas. You're building no, I'm two just, at the same time. I'm just not. I'm just not going to do any more Hondas. <laughs> uh, two that's is enough, man. A, that's such a lie. My, my, it looks like my car's getting rented this weekend, so that'll be another interesting experience. But oh, I tagged you in something. Uh, Travis uh, Travis Hill is racing some red Corvette or something like that. Oh, down in, a black uh, at the Blackhawk? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he's he's one of the guys from uh, one of the brothers from uh, Tooth um, uh, Tooth uh, Racing up at, at. Those are the guys that I raced jump car with. So uh, oh, okay. I tagged yeah. you in and I, I said uh, for you guys to kind of hook up and say hi at, uh, at Blackhawk. Yeah, I uh, I don't know how long I'll actually be there. I'll probably be there all day Sunday, uh, but Saturday I might not be there. I'm going to drop the car off. If the car is all good at Road America, because um, it wasn't all that great at uh, Mid Ohio, it was it was leaking oil right onto the exhaust because um, the oil pan was the most warped thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Um, I think I got that all fixed. I bought that crazy Felpro gasket kit that they came out with for the B series now. Um, and I flatten the oil pan, and uh, if the car's all good, then I'm going to drop it back off on the way back from Road America at Blackhawk. Um, cool. And and our buddy Alan Skillicorn, uh, who's raced Time Attack with Grid Life, and he's raced autocross and ice racing for like 25 years. He's going to be uh, probably if he likes the car, he might rent it all season. We'll have to see. So nice. Um, yeah, it, it it might see the runoffs without me. So if he uh, if he sets the track record like we were talking about last night. He- probably will want to rent it all season oh maybe uh, i think the blackhawk record is kind of like it's sort of a strong record because they have a majors every year but the, the it's not like a huge majors that draws big crowd uh but i i don't know we'll, we'll have to see how it does so i was only with the d15 i was only like a second or so off the track record my first time there so. yeah well that's what you were saying last night with this uh newfound power it sounds like uh Sounds like that track is go down. That track is really, really. It really liked a lightweight car. That whole back section there is like you just basically flinging that thing left and right, and the car felt so good bet through there. Um, but it does have a pretty long straightaway. So Austin and I were beating up uh, Abram Schmucker's Evo 10 there. That was fun. That was the first time I got to drive that. I, I love, guess Good I Life isn't running car. there this year. Uh, no, we we are. Well, Grid Life isn't, but we have a weekend. It's going to be something else though. Oh, sounds exciting. Yeah. I don't know. It, uh, it, that's August. You know the date on that, Austin? August 5? Uh, I do not. I think it's August 5, 6. 
Um, and I, I don't, I don't know. Chris is like, uh, like debating of, uh, of doing a, a grid life presents or, or something else. But I think it's just going to be kind of a, just, it's just chill track weekend and like try to try to turn it into kind of like a big cars and coffee track weekend. So I would have liked to have driven that track, but I have, uh, um, one of the groups that runs a, a time attack slash time trial event in Quebec uh, invited me to come up that weekend to St. Eustache Autodrome where they actually ran a red line time attack event like 10 years ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to the uh, one of the, the main organizer, um, Carl from Perry Performance. Um, I think he's in Mon- there in Montreal. So he was talking to me about this event and he says, you know, we, we had, We'd like to get some, you know, faster, better cars out to this event. And he kind of told me what the, the track records and stuff like that were and, and asked me if I would come out. Uh, and, and it seemed like a fun time and it'd be cool if, you know, I think that the same, it's been the same track record there for years and years. Uh, so if we could go out and, uh, you know, if the car's working well, go out and break the track record there, that would be, uh, that would be pretty cool. So I think we're going to, we're going to head up uh, to St. Eustache that weekend. James is all about the track records, man. All about them. <laughs> I, I really like Blackhawk, though. I think you, you should try to drive it sometime. It's a fun. It's a really fun track. So there's there, there's so many tracks that I that I really want to drive, and it's just like man, it's just so many tracks, so little time. It, it's it's not that far from me. It's only like it's like two hours from me, and I'm two hours from Gingerman, so that'll put it in. And it's kind of like you know just a loop around the lake. But, yeah, it'd be like eight and a half or nine hours for us. Yeah, it it uh, I I don't know if uh, I don't know if it'd be the best track for your car though. Um, come on, come on, that's not I, uh, that's not thinking very positive. Although your cars your cars really light now, I forgot about that. Yeah, the car loves the car loves low, like a lot of our, our events that we run with CSCS are you know kind of tight technical, uh, low more low speed tracks and, and the car loves that stuff. You guys both lost a bunch of weight on your cars this year, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris, Chris did more of his. Uh, when you say last winter, Chris, not yeah, as we went we went pretty far out of the knife last year, and did, we did a full roll cage last year. Eric uh, made like an actual welding cage for us. We cut a whole bunch of weight out of the car, and then this year we just kind of did some small things, carbon roof and things like that. We were around twenty two hundred pounds last year. Okay. So I'm hoping maybe we can get a little bit. I think we're like 2285 with a half tank gas. So hopefully we can get a little bit closer. Now without driver, without driver. Yeah, without driver. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't get as low as Jim, but it definitely, you know, I can't run composite doors and stuff like that. And those doors just make a huge, huge difference. Yeah, you got yours almost uh, like 2000 flat, didn't you, James? Uh, mine was 2080 without some of the arrow pieces. We kind of have a pretty okay. good idea of everything that uh, we had to put on after. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere around like the 2150 to 2160 mark uh, without me in it. So we were pretty pumped about that. But it's only a few years ago that that car was uh, in 2013, I believe that car was like 2500 pounds without me in it. It was wow. a big, big big car just super heavy we just weren't we just didn't get on that jenny craig yet (laughs) (laughs) and uh, we've just kind of you know we realized at the end of that actually i wouldn't say i think it ended 2014 when we decided to uh make it my you know make my roll bar into a full cage 
we thought we got to really start like cutting some weight out of this thing. And uh, I got a Lexan back window and then we, we did the full cage. We gutted the doors and everything like that. And that's when things started to get a lot better. But then we added a bunch of aero parts last year and added power steering and went to bigger wheels. And we kind of actually went, we were about probably 50 or 60 pounds heavier in 2016 than 2015. So that was one thing that we thought at the end of last year, we got to get this car getting a little lighter because we were kind of inching closer to 2,600 pounds with me in it at the end of last season. And we, you know, we'd like, we would have liked to have been sub 24 and uh, we haven't weighed it on, you know, ready to be on track with me in it uh, this year. But I think that we would be just, uh, just a higher under 2,400 with me in it. So pretty excited about that. Well, we'll have uh, we'll have scales at uh, at Midwest Festival if you if you want to play with them. So I would. Um, uh, I'll have to get on on them before the hot dogs and the beer, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't want to see that twenty four oh four number. Immediately after you get off track and before you hit your pits, you need to pull on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be weighing the uh, the spec fit cars uh, at Midwest Festival. So. Do they have um, a minimum weight? Uh, well, basically it's stock weight, uh, plus 180 pound driver. So, um, and then the cars that don't, uh, that, that aren't in the, in like a rough window there, we, we took, we, we took weights in October of a bunch of them, like eight of them or 10 of them. Um, so if the cars aren't in that window, then we'll, uh, we'll reassess at, at, uh, basically we'll get, we'll put, we'll put them under, uh, under, I'm I'm blanking. It's tired. I'm tired right now. Yeah, uh, we'll put them on like on, on probation, and if they aren't, if they don't meet it the next time, then uh, then their times get bounced for the next time. So I really like uh, how you're doing that. That sounds really cool. It, it's it, uh, just try to keep them close. That's really the only way you can balance a class like that. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see where that class goes in the next few years. They had a lot of fun in uh, at Mid Ohio. There's, there was uh, half a dozen of them out there. So they, the Ramblers buddies. So. I don't know. Could be a fun. Could be a fun class. Makes me kind of want to buy a fit. So. Austin had more fun at at Mid Ohio than I did because he got to wheel a fit. Oh, it's so. great, man. They're, they're, they're so simple, man. What was it like to drive, Austin? Was it cool? Yeah, it was really cool. It was just super, super basic. So there were there were a couple of sections though. <laughs> yeah, there were there was oil on the track coming out of Thunder Valley. So normally in a slow car like that, like you don't have to lift it all for that left hander when you're when you're leaving Thunder Valley. Like when the mirror comes up real close on the right side to that guardrail, and then into that left hander. Normally you don't have to lift, uh, and I didn't lift, but there was still a bunch of oil and oil dry on the track. So that made it kind of interesting. Do you have a big tank slapper there or no? No, no. I just hung the rear end out and just stood on it, and we were good. Yeah, just Dai Yoshihara style. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, I wanted to hop in one. Like, I, I just didn't. I don't know why. I get I get too busy. I need to drive more of those cars. They're, they're really fun cars. Uh, just because they're so simple. Like, they... And the... And the, the uh, the chump car build from Tom McGorman and his buddies, um, that was out there just, they flogged it the entire weekend, uh, and like it never missed a beat. You know, if the, uh, if the yeah. fit, if the fit was a little bit narrower and I could lane split with it, I'd probably buy one to drive here in LA. They're, they're, they're <laughs> useful too. They're, they're like big, they're like minivans inside. Yeah. Uh, they're not bad cars, but yeah uh, i don't know uh if i needed a car i would buy one of those if i need if i ever need a commuter i would just buy one of those but 
I came very close to buying one actually at one point just because of how functional they were. I thought they were cool. I thought they they were cool looking cars too. Yeah, they drive. They drive like kind of like an old Civic too, which is yeah, uh, yeah. kind of nimble. Even though the suspension's like totally different, they they drive pretty pretty well. Yeah, remind me of like an old Atch, to be honest. Yeah, kind of like an EF or an EG. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It, they they feel like a slightly updated version. How's uh, how's the drive going for you guys? You hitting more tornadoes or deer or anything? No, no, it's looking pretty clear now. Uh, 4:29 a.m. is now the uh, the estimated time. Yeah. You know, how, is, how long? How, how, how long will it take you to get to your border? Um, I guess we're usually about an hour and a half um, from the border to home. So I guess we're uh, what does that mean? I can't even do any math right now. Two hours to the border or something like that. Does the border crossing take a while? I mean, there is it usually pretty easy. Oh, sorry, sorry, no. Oh, it's they're they're usually super cool. I I don't try to ever do anything at the border that's not like fully by the books. I'm like, hey, this is what we did. Here's the receipt. Let me pay my tax. Yeah. I just don't. You know, we cross for so many events, and I get some parts shipped to the states, and I go across all the time to pick them up. And I'm just like, man, I don't want to deal with any of that crap. I just want to go across. If I have to pay my tax, I don't care. Just like, let me, you know, let me continue on. But, you know, on a, uh, we were gone for more than 24 hours, and for something like this, they probably won't make us pay any tax. So we'll probably just be on our way. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm getting a little sleepy. Yeah, I was gonna to, say uh, I got a. <laughs> <laughs> it's midnight by me, and I had a long day. I feel a hundred per hundred and ten percent more awake than I did when we started this thing. I was getting a bit sleepy, and I'm feeling fantastic now. Yeah, this, uh, recharged, ready to go. This uh, this entire trip is like uh, accompanied by slip angle dudes for you. I love it. I love it. It's the reason why I'm still on the road and not on the shoulder. <laughs> The the, uh, the the drive. Uh, I'm not going to stay up till 4 a.m. with you. But <laughs> what? Um, I thought that was not, the deal. Not going to do it, man. Not going to do it. You're going to have to unless you want to show up in Chicago and slog through construction site with me tomorrow. I'm not doing it. I just I don't know if I have that in me. No, that's a long way from you. But, uh, yeah. I, how far of a drive overall is it to get to Evans Tuning? It sounds like you've done it a lot though. Yeah, we've done it a bunch of times. It's uh, it's seven hours of actual drive time at the speed limit each way. Jeez, that's so far. He's like, he just is good. He just understands, you know, he understands what the car needs. He understands what, you know, how you should do things and how you shouldn't do things. And, and I think the right way to do things, I think there's a lot of ways to tune a car that will work but aren't the right way to do it. And he's and I just think and I and I don't understand it fully. I just know you know when he sees a car that's being tuned by someone else and he sees that map and he says you know this is not supposed to be like this. It's supposed to be like this. And he explains why. It's like over my head the whole time because I just want to drive. Um, <laughs> but it, it you know what he's saying to us makes sense. He says well you know the fuel curves these two lines they're not supposed to cross each other or whatever. I don't know what I don't know what he's talking about but it makes sense. And he's like. He's like, all these cars I'm, you know, bringing in that have been tuned by someone else and are running like crap. He's like, this line's never supposed to touch the other one, and it crosses it like four times. And it's like, how does this guy not know this? And it's like, I don't know, man. But, 
Yeah, he's you been know, doing it longer than if... anybody I know. Oh, yeah. Like he's been doing 15, it. I can't even imagine years. how many cars he's tuned. I think 15. I think about 15 years is how long he's been doing it. But, uh, you know, like, we go run all season last year and probably plug the laptop into the car, like, two or three times the whole season just to just to check something. Like, you get him to tune your, your car, and it's good to go. Like, that's it. Unless you break something or have a failure, you know, or have to change a sensor or something like that, you don't need to plug anything in. It's fine. And it's going to stay being fine. And that's, uh, that's peace of mind. It's really nice. Yeah, that might be worth the seven-hour drive, yeah. Yeah, so. that's totally. That's so far though. He doesn't do anything remotely, or you know. Uh, he used to internet? do some. E t- he used to do some e tunes, and uh, he just. Uh, I think he was just too busy. You know, he was doing fab work at the time. Still, so he gave up on the fab work, and he's just doing tuning only now. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think he was just too busy. You know, he was doing tuning during the day, fab work after after hour. You know, after work and in the evenings and stuff like that. And then when he would finally go home and get on the couch, he would uh, then he would start his e-tunes for the night. And it's like that's that's pretty crappy. It's just too much, you know. It's just too much. So uh, he he decided to give that up, and uh, it kind of sucks. But uh, uh, he seems to be kind of content with it, and he's and he's super busy. Like you know, he's got four cars booked in almost every day at this time of the year. Yeah. And, well, and tuning Saturdays as well. Well, that uh, I hope it goes well for him. Good luck, with, good luck to him with the EPA stuff. That's yeah. uh, that's yeah, a weird, no that's kidding. a weird pill to swallow. But. No kidding. Well, it's, since James only has four more hours to drive or whatever, uh, we should get started on his sponsor plugs because that's about how long it took last oh, time. I, I'm not prepared for this today. <laughs> I'm not prepared for this today. I cannot do this while driving. I would <laughs> love to do it, and I can't do it. Chris, we're going to let Chris do this. Oh, we're going to let Chris do this today. Why, this why don't you let the Chris. robot do it, man? Chris, would you like to? <laughs> Chris, let's hear about your sponsors. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, so uh, most of uh, my uh, – I'm bad at this, too. <laughs> my brain is melted. <laughs> Thanks a lot for putting me on the spot. Uh, so my sponsors uh, for 2017 are Turbo Garrett's. Uh, stay tuned. Correct. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Neo Motorsports, uh, G-Lock Brake Pads, uh, Stripping Technologies, and uh, Speed Factory has been helping us out. Um, Levine Motorsports and uh, Wrap, who are taking care of our uh, vehicle wrap and design for this year. APR. Uh, APR as well too. Thank. You. We're running their GT. Oh, I think we just lost. I think we just lost him. I'm black I'm hole. Still here. Chris, are no, Chris, fine. are you back? I'm here. Oh yeah, oh, APR. I heard APR. Blah blah blah. Yeah. GT one thousand. GT one thousand. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the dad chopper. That's the... <laughs> No, that that was the 250. Was the dad chopper? The GT1000 oh, yeah, is, yeah. is the dual element now. The 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 1000 is probably the one we should just tech you outside because it's not going to fit. Yep, probably a good idea. I you there's marks all over that garage door jam because you know wings have caught on the garage doors there. Yeah. Little eight foot wide garage doors. The you got to be centered when you get those giant wings. Yeah, that's for sure. 
Yeah, they, they did redo the uh, the floor in the Gingerman Tech Tower, so it's a lot nicer now. Um, no more crazy ramps like we dealt with last year. So. Adam, I hope, you, I hope to see you drinking more during the Why? day. That's a terrible at, idea. At, at Gingerman, then, you know, Mid-Ohio, you just look a little stressed at Mid-Ohio. I was stressed at Mid-Ohio. I was stressed. That's just that's a typical grid life event. What's that, Austin? So that's just a typical grid life event. Yeah, no, uh, Mid Ohio uh, presented some weird challenges because we had never hosted an event there, and like a lot of things that I was like uh, planning on, like got screwed up on Saturday because of the NASCAR safety testing like took over the entire place, and we could only like use where we were. Uh, mm. And the PA, the PA was weird, so we couldn't do the normal, you know, live announcing, and so people there was some confusion because people couldn't hear the PA because it was kind of a bad PA. Um, but uh, overall, it was a pretty good weekend. We did have a few cars hit the wall. We had uh, some people. Uh, 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 so there's some, just some confusion. Uh, but uh, but overall, it was super. Like literally, aside from like two incidents, like where you know people basically signed up where they shouldn't have, um, and, and it just got awkward. Um, which is that happens you know more often than not. Uh, even with the systems in the uh, or the questions and stuff in the registration. Um, that it takes you through, you know, if you haven't done a certain amount of events or whatever. Um, but overall, it was a really good event. I think uh, a few cars hit the wall, but everybody except for Ryan Finch's uh, Fiesta ST, everybody was uh, was still driving at the end of the day. So well, that's good news. Um, that Fiesta In ST meters, rolled make nice. A slight left turn. Nine hundred meters. <laughs> how, how far is that, anyways? I don't know. I think it's like ten thousand leagues. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. I don't think it was like really a stressful event. It was just different, and uh, I don't know. I had a lot going on. It was a busy, a busy one. Make a slight left turn onto Route sixty three. Dude, make that left turn, man. <laughs> I'm about to two hundred meters. Oh, that chicken can shut it. up. <laughs> well, I hope to see uh, I hope to see relaxed uh, half in the bag in the late afternoon, Adam at uh, at Ginger. Well, Ginger well announcing on the current road. Man, that bitch is she's nagging you. <laughs> she, she's good now. She's good for a while. Uh, no, Gingerman is going to go till seven p.m. So I'm not going to be uh, I'm not going to be imbibing until seven p.m. Uh, it'll be long nights, long nights, James. You can come up. We'll have you, to make up for it when we podcast you, after. You seven. can come up in the tower and uh, and, and uh, live broadcast over the PA, and, and we'll record it, and it'll be hilarious. So you can come up and drink in the tower. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, that sounds like a. Actually, I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna try to hide my drinking in the tower. That's actually, true. I don't even. I don't know. Drinking to the tower. I don't know what the the actual rules are for open containers in the paddock during the day. So I'll just pour um, it into a water bottle. It'll be uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell everybody. <laughs> no, the the gingerman people aren't listening, and everyone well, else thinks it's hilarious. Actually, the track the track manager is quite a fan of slipping. Yes, <laughs> very very oh, much so. Shit. Track manager, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I won't actually do that. Wink. No, Mar- Mary, he'll behave. I promise. Well, Mary, uh, Mary, I will behave. <laughs> I will be 100 percent sober. I promise. Yeah, no, I'm not crossing fine. my it'll fingers right now. I don't think I don't think we can have open containers in the paddock area or in any driver's hands. But uh, there's there's some rules that I I probably should know, uh, but Holly would know, and Chris would know. 
You know wow. that uh, you know that I'm not a driver after 10 a.m. <laughs> James is a four lapper. He does four laps and one's a warm up, one's a cool down. <laughs> Could be different now after after talking to Ross Bentley though, because he he said that uh, more seat time is better than sticker tires, and he was right. And it's given me a new outlook onto this. So I am actually going to uh, I am going to actually attempt some more laps at Gingerman this year. We Austin and I sat in on like uh, the Ross Bentley and uh, and Mr. Houghton show for like two hours. You guys, uh, was, an hour and a half or so. You guys were really going uh, going back and forth. It was fun to listen to. Good conversation. Yeah, it was. I, I just Austin kind of recorded it. But. Really? Just for just for my own my own sake. We're not going to do anything with it. No, we I probably really, should have brought a room recorder. I just really appreciated talking to him. And, you know, I've talked to a few different instructors and stuff like that before. And so often they want you to do it their way. And, you know, he emphasized so many times. He's like, well, even though what you're doing is not normal, it's working. So he says, I would want to more build on that than try to, you know, turn you into a a reference point type of driver. And and I thought, well, this isn't this amazing that this guy is willing to work with my craziness. He's the dude, man. Like, that's the guy. Ross is the the guy. He's the guy. He wrote the book. He wrote the books. The books, plural. Literally. Yeah, like eight or something. Yeah, he'll. Uh, I'm he'll gonna be really try room. my. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, you know, you you don't you don't have to give up so fast. You can step on me. I'm stepping on you, homie. <laughs> I'm too polite. I'm Canadian. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he'll be at Road America, um, and maybe I'll maybe I'll. Uh, be able to get him on the show again, but we'll see. But he, super good dude. I can't. I, I'm. I'm. I'm really thankful that he was able to come to middle or middle Ohio with us. So. I'm gonna try my absolute hardest to to get to a track where I can uh, try to and try to scrounge some money together to get to a track and uh, and pay him to uh, to help me out a bit because uh, I think that uh, if him and I had a day at the track together at a you know at a at a at a decent level track, like something like mid Ohio or road Atlanta or Mossport or something like that. I think we could do, uh, I think we could do, or let me rephrase. I think he could help me do some cool things. Well, how much faster do you need to go, dude? You just gotta go faster than the next guy. I, you know, this is the problem. (laughs) We did a 26 one, but the Pirelli world challenge GT3 class record at mid Ohio is a one nineteen. It's so fast. And it's like, there's no reason, and this, and him and I were chatting about this quite a bit, is to me, there's no reason why we can't get closer to that. I know that we'll never get to a 119. Those cars have amazing, you know, amazing development in them. But those cars typically have less power than we have. They weigh more. They have more aero restrictions. They have more, more restrictions in, in general. So I'm not saying that we need to do a 19 at Mid Ohio, but you know if we can have more power, less weight, more aero, oh, unlimited tires, why can't we do a 22? Yeah, why can't you, James? Why don't you drive faster? Out, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna try. Well, I'm gonna try to go to bed. So you guys keep talking. I'm gonna leave. No, I gotta go too. <laughs> All right. Well, it was well, great chatting with you guys tonight. Thank you very Happy- much. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Thank Happy you. to keep you guys company. Yeah, thanks. Uh, it, and, was, uh, uh, it was good for our health for you guys to keep us company. <laughs> let's let's try to do it in person at uh, Midwest Festival, too. That sounds fantastic. We'll, we'll sit in the RV and we'll chase the ants out and drink <laughs> beers. 
<laughs> Sounds like a good time. Sweet. All right. Thanks for thanks everybody. Thanks, Austin. Yep. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. See you, dudes. All right. See you guys. It should probably be usable. Um, I'm recording. I'm just checking the levels. You guys go ahead and yeah. talk real quick. Hello. 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 So many Canadians. There's so many Canadians, Austin. So Hello. many Canadians. How's your, uh, what is it called? Not the soul. How's your Chesterfield? Chesterfield? <laughs> like a couch? Chesterfield? A what? I've the never heard it called that. You've never heard <laughs> Chesterfield Chester called the Chesterfield no. before? No. I think that's, no. It's more English than Canadian, but my, uh, my, but, uh, it's like, English I feel like it's a bit Canadian. What is a Chesterfield? It's a I think that it's a cheap cigarette. <laughs> no. It's a, it's a field of, of Cheetos is what it is. A field of I, what? Of Cheetos. Chester the cheetah. I uh, that's, that's a stretch. <laughs> oh man! Well, it's been a long day. I'm yeah. so glad that there's not a tornado warning anymore. Hey, Chris. Yeah, we're... Did we lose Chris? I think. Did we lose him? Did he get swept Chris? away by the tornado? Chris, don't be soft. He's probably there somewhere. Chris, probably like right, hear you. right behind James. It shows that he's still on the call. Uh, no, it doesn't. Chris, we need you back. Oh, there he he's is. Back. Connected. He's back. Guess who's back? back well, again. it says he's back, but he's not talking. And now it looks like Adam is not connected. Oh, Adam. Adam's all here, baby. I tried to say that and sound like you, Adam. Yeah, Adam's not on the call anymore. He dropped. I dropped. I dropped. Chris dropped, and then Adam dropped. <laughs> but I can, but I can hear Adam. No, you you can hear Adam. Can I? I don't think so. I think it's just Chris and myself. Oh, okay. Oh no. I can hear Adam. Yeah, I can hear him. Wait, you guys can hear Adam? I can't hear him at all. Really? Ask Adam if he can hear me. Adam. Uh, yeah, Adam he, can he... hear you, Austin. Really? <laughs> <laughs> the twilight zone. This is super weird. Tornadoes. Like, my computer doesn't even show that Adam is on the call. My, uh... Oh... Yeah, you're right. It shows Adam not on the call in mine, too. Yeah. But you guys can still hear him. Yeah, I can hear him fine. That's so weird. But you can't, but you can't hear him, Austin. No, not at all. I'm going to hang up and try and call back in. Okay, sounds good. All right. Bye.